0: Hi, I'm Michelle Fiordaliso, the co-host of The One Is Now. Zora Alunga-Reed is on hiatus working for Rock the Vote until after the election. For 30 years, David Josephsberg worked as a Broadway performer in shows from Les Mis to Waitress to The Prom. In March of this year, he was playing Adam Maitland in Beetlejuice when Broadway went dark. I spoke to him on the day it was announced that Broadway will remain closed till at least May 2021. In these past months, David has discovered breathwork, trained as a practitioner, and now offers transformational breathwork classes over Zoom. Today we're talking to David Josephsburg, who has spent his time during quarantine making a career pivot or adding something else into his career. He's a very successful Broadway performer and he'll tell you more about that. Uh, But he has also been doing breath work, which I have had the good fortune of attending and it is incredible. And breath work has been a big part of my life uh, for a long time. And I was very excited to find out that Dave was doing it in a very surprising way. And to be totally transparent, David and I went to college together at NYU and we lived at the same dorm, and uh, have recently been reconnected, which we'll tell you about. David, hello.
1: Hello, Michelle.
0: <laughs> so nice to have you here.
1: Super nice to be here.
0: So we don't have to talk about Reuben Hall just yet, unless you have anything that you wanna share, but well, I'd love
1: to ask you, uh, what? Well, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was. we don't have to get in. I was just thinking that that was the freshman dorm, right? But I happened to live there for four years, so I was there as a senior. Cause I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you probably. So I was there, uh, yeah, all four years I stayed in the freshman dorm. How's that? That, that must've been something. And and my senior <laughs> year, awesome. I, I sold my single to move in with four other guys. Cause I wanted that extra money and I didn't want my parents to know. So I just took the money and moved in with, with Doug and Howie and like five, five people.
0: Oh, that's who you lived with. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about Broadway first. So for those of you that don't know, I have a son who is a junior pursuing a, a BFA in musical theater. And so I really understand what it's like to aspire to get to Broadway. I mean, I know it firsthand. I, I lived with it in my house. And you have.
1: when I When I auditioned, I mean, I guess I didn't go musical theater right away. Which somehow, with this face, I guess that no one can see my face. I don't know why I said that. I have a musical <laughs> theater face, guys. Uh, you can go to the website and see his face. The website, There'll be a picture of yeah. him. Lots of pictures. Um, I, no, I feel like you know, I tried out for the the Syracuse's and the NYU's, and I felt like at that point, back in back in the day, back in the back in the old eighties, all you had to do was be a a, a boy, and it was pretty much you know, not guaranteed, but I didn't feel like I wouldn't get into the colleges of my choice, hmm. which is amazing how it has all changed and how there's so many more men and there's uh, you know it's it evens it, it makes it it makes the men be able to understand how it's been so difficult for the for the women and I mean I guess no we just had little auditions we didn't have, I maybe we did I, I mean I don't know what the big schools are I hadn't even you know. Being from Long Island, I didn't even try out for Michigan, which is one of the best. Didn't try out for Carnegie Mellon. I knew I wanted to stay close to the city. So mine was either actually just Syracuse or NYU. And I chose NYU because I wanted to one day be on this podcast.
0: Were you, uh, did you start in high school plays or musicals when you were in high school?
1: Yeah. So, well, first of all, it started, my bar mitzvah theme was David on Broadway. So I've been, I've been, I've been wanting to do this forever. Um, or be the second baseman for the Mets that didn't happen. Uh so then I went to high school and I was the leads in all those shows. I played Emile Debeck in South Pacific and I went to a theater high school for half a mm-hmm. day as well. So that sort of put me on a good path. There were like people who had who had done Broadway and they maybe they 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 certainly shaped me and helped me audition for the colleges. What other roles did you play in high school? Uh what else? We did um a weird show. Well, no, first we did Godspell and I was not the, Mm -hmm. I was not Jesus. I was John the Baptist. The, the senior was Jesus. It was great though. Uh, and then we did best foot forward, which was like a a 1900s, early 1900 musical. I played one of the leads. The whole football team was in it. And then I played Helen Keller's father, lots of powder in my hair in high school. (laughs) And what did you
0: sing at the bar mitzvah?
1: I don't think I. I only sang my half Torah and my Torah. I know I did a riff during my half Torah.
0: And so then you went to NYU for acting. Mm-hmm. And was there a moment when you felt like, like this career choice was going to be something that was viable?
1: Yes. So, well, first I'll tell you another quick little tiny story is when I was 13, uh, my dad, who was a New York City police officer, took me into New York City to audition for the Broadway show, Oliver. And it lasted for a week. The first guy, there were three people. I was the third in line to get the job. The first guy got the part of the Artful Dodger. The second guy got the understudy. And the third guy was me. So I didn't get anything, but I thought, you know what, I'm close at 13. And then I didn't do it for many years. And then NYU... Um, you know, I was a little intimidated. I was in Strasbourg and I was an acting student who uh, certainly loves to act, but mostly my acting came from just doing and being, and these serious actors made me uncomfortable. Uh, So before I went to musical theater in my third year where I found my home, of course, uh, I I auditioned for a show called um, The Elephant Man, the musical comedy. And I played the elephant man and I think at that point, where I, with the, the reactions I got from that, I thought, you know what, I really feel like I really can do this. And then things happen. And then in musical theater, they have all these people. When you're in uh, New York, it's really great. They have master classes. And Martin Charnin came into a master class, and he put me in a show. So I got my equity card while still in school, uh, and I got to do a reading of a show, which never went anywhere either. But after school, pretty much nothing happened for two years. But, okay. And Was I, there
0: a moment when?
1: Can you tell us about the moment when you felt like there was uh, I mean you know through I'm 50 now and there have been many, many of those moments throughout. but you know, getting out of school and being a waiter, I'm happy wherever I am most of the time. happy being a waiter, but you know, a year and a half and you think, wow, I had this equity thing and now it's harder because you can only do specific union jobs. And I thought, well what else can I do? And I thought, well, There's nothing else that I can do. So (laughs) I stuck with it. I went outside and did those auditions where you'd sit on the street for hours. And somehow I got lucky enough to get into Les Mis on tour. And that just started, you know, still people, people tell me, God, you've been working your whole life. every," And, you know, I've been collecting unemployment probably as much as I've been working. You know, it's six months on, six months off, a three-year here, a two, you know, and it's, but...
0: So
1: Les Mis was the national tour? National tour. Then I did immediately into the national tour of Greece and then Broadway Les Mis and then Broadway Greece. And then again, after that, there were, there were downtimes as well. I remember working at Marlowe, the bar restaurant on restaurant row 46th street, and everyone would come in from being in the shows and. I'd be serving them there. Oh, we need a, another one. And it's such a great night. We're having the best time of our lives. We're on Broadway, get us another Cosmo. And I I said, here's your Cosmo, <laughs> Dave Clemens, enjoy it. So, you know, up and down, one and can funny story. You,
0: can you sort of get back to that place of, you know did you feel when, you know when you're aspiring to something and then it actually happens, was it, fulfilling or was there always this moment of like what's the next thing
1: fulfilling lame was completely fulfilled i've been listening to that since i was 16 uh or 14 my dream was to one of my dream roles was to play marius morius they called me of course uh and so when i got it i was and, and i i played a part an, an ensemble member um who covered marius and there, in the second act of Les Mis at that time, the character that I played didn't even have a microphone because it was a tour and it was a smaller version. So I would just scream, sing as much as I could just because I loved Les Mis so much. So I would say in that specific moment, I was able to be in that moment. Dream come true. That's,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. And um, uh, I want to take you back to march of this year yes. um so w- what were you doing uh let's see lockdown ha- broadway went dark on you probably know better than i do it was about march 11 was
1: that 13 thursday or friday one of those it's either a th- it was a thursday or a friday right i think a thursday so whatever that date is <laughs> that was the last night so where were you then uh i was in beetlejuice and it's interesting that we're having this interview today when I, we just found out that Broadway's canceled even until at least June, looking like longer than that, like maybe the following uh, fall. I know that the show that took our theater, um, Music Man's not opening until late December now. And I mean, I've felt it. And I, I thought actually, Beetlejuice actually closed pre, pre, after that now. Um, in June, it, it was supposed to close and then maybe reopen somewhere, probably, definitely reopen somewhere mm-hmm. we we're going to open somewhere. No, I don't know. Well, so the
0: last night that you performed, did you know it was the last night?
1: Okay, so we had off, whatever the day was that we had off, we, we did not know. We had a day off, and then we were coming back in, I believe Thursday, and mm-hmm. we were waiting to come on the train. Are we going to get on the train? Are we going to get on the train? Are we going to get on the train? Closed. Okay, you know what? We all went to Leslie Kritzer's house, and we played poker and you know, we weren't supposed to do that probably, but we were like, by the end of the weekend, we'll be back to work. Um, and then it just kept going and going and going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and today, oh, that's what I was saying. Today, I felt it then, and I felt that we were definitely still gonna come back. And I felt even even up till last week, I thought, you know what, this is for something else right now. We'll do something else and we'll come back and we come back. But this one really hurts. It hurts all my friends. It hurts me. Our our health insurance is being decimated because you earn health insurance by working weeks, and you have to work a week. Uh, you know, in a in a year period. So no one's going to have been worked for a year plus. So everyone in our business is going to lose our health insurance. Right. As far as performing, Beetlejuice was probably it was definitely my most lucrative job. We were planning on making a movie that was going to be on Netflix, like Hamilton, like in the middle of April, a few weeks later. Uh, So I'm missing out on so much and, you know, you can replace certain things. You can't, the money, fine. Um, For me, that show had such a huge connection to the audience and to the people in the show. And, you know, you find actors, every single show is their Everyone's their best friends. It's our favorite best circle. Uh, This show because I believe, I believe no one thought it was going to make it, but it had so much heart, and the uh, the the audience was amazing, just insane, and it was all full of all over TikTok and Instagram and all these things. So I miss the performing and the connection so much. But what we'll talk about later is you can find that other places. So
0: yes, I was going to bring up that that. The news that I had just heard right before I got on the call with you in fact that's why I was sort of late that I texted my son and I was like is it true that that they just announced it is even more postponed than we thought it was going to be yeah so I'm I'm just curious about how you're reconciling that and and you said earlier in the interview that this is what you do that when you got out of college other than a brief, Stint of waitering. This was pretty much what you felt equipped to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um, and it's, first of all, it's, it's surreal. Like Broadway's not happening. It might be for like a year and a half. Does that not seem crazy in our lifetimes that that's happening? And and you know what? Yes. There, there's so many other issues that are higher on the list of issues that are of importance. Well this this is a big issue for a lot of many people as well um so this is this is all that i've done basically for the last 29 years since i graduated college of course yeah there's been waitering there's been other little you know side jobs my wife is in health and wellness and so i always would get these little jobs or try to uh, you know study things I became a personal trainer five, six years ago and had two clients and was like, yes, but I'm an actor guys. And then I, my sister-in-law had a dog walking business and I'm like, I shall walk dogs until my next job. And then I became a health coach. Just before this, the last couple of years, I was like, maybe I'll do that. But I've been like a compulsive <laughs> learner and studier and not a doer of anything. And so when the pandemic hit, I lit my wife, Liz, was like, you should try this, um, this breath work. We're going to, it's, you know, we try anything. She's like, I'm going to do it. This guy's doing it online. He does it every week. We should just try it. I'm like, okay. And so cut to like, I had one of the most, the the biggest experience, one of the biggest experiences of my life, this transformational experience um, in breath work. There's a moment where they, well, where he specifically takes you through moments of your past and then in your future and how you see yourself accomplishing something. And so I took it a few times and I thought, and then my one thought was, I wanna do this. So he has a class, I took his course, I took his courses, I took his things, still thinking, you know, I'll do this to appease my, wait do don't tell my wife when this is on, to appease my wife, to look like I'm trying to do something with my life other than theater. (laughs) And then, but then I fell in love with it Well, for those of, I
0: mean, I'm going to quote my son here only because I went to breath work. uh, I, similar to you, have been doing, well, actually I drove cross country in 1995 and uh, I was in a bookstore in Michigan and somebody gave me a book uh, uh, that I needed to buy at a bookstore that was called the science of breath. And they said to me, you, you know, you're a shallow breather and, and The breath is really going to be your work in life. And I had this book that was always on my bedside table and I'd never read it. Um, And I do some breath work in yoga classes. And about 2017, I was introduced to a breath work class that's very similar to the breath work that you do. And I started to go every week and it really, I was, you know, in the middle of a painful breakup and it really changed my life. So I I understand and I believe in the benefits of breath work. And, you know, I try to get my son to go and he'd say, you know, mom, I got the breathing down, you know, (laughs) I did it on day one, you know. And so it can be very elusive and strange to tell people that this thing that is one of the most natural things that we do as human beings can be developed and expanded uh and in ways that we never imagined and so mm-hmm. I just want you to share for for anyone listening that doesn't know what breath work is uh what it
1: is uh yes I just wrote down the science of breath because I'm gonna read that once we get mm-hmm. off this um I, I think there's so many different types of breath work but i feel like it's this new like under like, Underlooked at pillar of health that should maybe not be so underlooked. Like it's, 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 a, it's, it should be the, the most important in my opinion. So the meditation, the meditation, the breath work that I do is called conscious connected breathing. And it's basically like, how do I describe it? It's a physical meditation, it's work for sure. Where you take about twenty-five to thirty minutes of breathing, you it's it's connected. So there's no breath, there's no pause between it. It's two breaths in, one breath out. It's like a, a breath into your belly, big breath into your chest, and then you release it, and you just keep continuously doing that. Uh, basically, what it's what it does, uh, and what it did for me, and what it seems to do is it it shuts off the critic in your brain that tells you that you're not good enough and you're not smart enough and you're not blah, 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 and you're not skibbity flibbity enough. And it allows you to connect to your true joy and your true beliefs and your truth.
0: And and the breath work that I had been accustomed to, and I've been to your class a few times, which is fantastic, is is very similar. And I think it is transcendent. I mean, for somebody like you who's a singer and a dancer, you probably have more access to the breath than the average person. You think about the breath more. Just uh so what did this give you beyond that? I mean, can you remember the first time that you went and what made you
1: think, I want to do more of this? Absolutely. So sure. Uh in singing, we think of our breath. In in certain acting, you think of your breath, but this is. Not the, it's, it's totally, for, for me, when I did it, it was, I mean, can I, I'll be honest, I mean, transparent here, I've done a lot of different types of drugs in my life when I was younger, things that open up your mind. And this natural breathing allows you to reach those same heights and places. And that's why I loved it so much. Um, it absolutely gets me to take action Imperfectly and not worry. Like I used to be fearful about certain things, and this allows me to slow So can down. you give an
0: example of something you might have been afraid of before that you are Is less afraid of now?
1: Doing this breath work course. I literally so besides that after the, the 30 minutes, then there's moments where you I think I said it before a little bit, but you I'll tell you it's more it's more of a visualization and you visualize visual visualize yourself. Uh, in, at a time in your past when you were grateful or at a time when you were strong and you don't just believe, think about it. You put yourself in there and you really feel what you felt then. You see who you were with then. And then there's an exercise where in you do one in the future and you see yourself accomplishing something that you wanted to accomplish and you see it as done. And so, as I said, I've been a starter of a lot of things but never took the leap. And I saw myself on my 50th birthday, finished with a, see, I'm gonna cry right now, finished with a class, having taught uh, Breathwork to the people and having them feel the feelings that I felt. And somehow it truly happened. And I started a company and I call it Broadway Breathwork, which can be confusing. I had to tell people yesterday, you don't have to be on Broadway to do this. In fact, right now, probably everyone on Broadway does need to do this because we need a little stress relief. But nobody's on Broadway. Right? Nobody's on Broadway, uh, and so you know, I, I'm I am thankful both for the pan, not for the pandemic, but for the opportunity to to have been a, for this breath work to have come in my life, even at this time right now. Like I couldn't be more grateful because. I don't know if I would have done it. And the connection that I am searching for in shows, I feel like I get during, during breath work because, you know, we're commenting with each other. We're talking yeah, even through zoom, which is impossible because they're all, they're not, they're muted. So you can't even hear these 50 people, but you can feel the energy and you can see them having transformations and, you know, Sure, maybe I'll do another show, Broadway, when it comes back. But this is just dreamy.
0: (laughs) Have you? No, I've been on your breathwork classes. And I I did one with one of my close friends. And we were both there on her living room floor sobbing and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, sobbing and then laughing. And, uh, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how transformational it is. Um, In fact, I lived in Millbrook, New York last year. And for those who don't know what Millbrook, New York is, it is home of the Hitchcock mansion, which is where uh, Timothy Leary and Ram Dass first experimented with LSD uh, many, many times. And I'm a big fan of Ram Dass. And when LSD became a classified drug, what they started to do was different forms of breathing to access the same place. So you don't have to do something illegal to get to these transcendent and transformative places um, uh, which is pretty incredible. And um, I was wondering, you know because there have been about 50 people on, you know you launched this thing and it seems like it just took off, um, what kind of feedback you've been getting from people about what they're experiencing?
1: so many, I mean, I don't know if the people who don't enjoy it will would reach out, but <laughs> it's seen so many experiences, so many, like, well, first I- I'm thankful for Be- Beetlejuice, you know, had I not been on Broadway and Beetlejuice, the fans wouldn't like, you know, I have a lot of friends who take the class, but there are also a lot of people who I met through being on Broadway shows. So I get a lot of messages from them on Instagram, just saying how they've been completely changed. And some people, like, I've been having headaches for six years and I don't have headaches anymore. And just, I feel like I can take the next step in my life. And I didn't know why I was feeling these emotions. And they they just, it's just so many great stories. And there are people who who, most people don't expect what's going to happen in this. They hear breath work and they think, oh, that'll be, Nice. I've done it for actually some students now too. Some my teacher friends are like, can you do it for these students? And I'm like, I can, but you, please let them know that this is not like, oh, a little breathing in class. So, you know, how like it's an experience, uh, but I've, I've just found it. I mean, like I wake up in the morning and I get after the, the day after the class and I get these emails from people too. And it just, it makes me cry. They, they to know, you know, it's not me, it's the experience. I understand that. The the breath work takes care of itself. I'm just there to guide a little bit and to push people, but I can't help, but feel just, just so happy with the responses that I've been getting.
0: And is there anything specific for you that you're noticing now that you've been doing it regularly? That's, that's different in your
1: life. So, so much, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm i I'm a meditator. I'm a, a looker for the next thing, being a teacher of this as well. I'm so infused with awesome music and positive thoughts and and actions and people giving me positive feedback and me, you know, so being the teacher of this has been life-changing. Doing the breathwork itself, I find that it's interesting. On the day, every single day, it just lifts my spirits for sure. Uh, and I take w- things with it throughout the days, but I've also noticed so much, interesting from something of yours, is that where I've been blocking myself and I'm I'm finding that I'm able to notice it more. Like at the beginning, I would take a breathwork class, then eat a giant meal and have drinks at night. And and then like everything that I, I did was then gone from my system and my body. So I'm being, I'd say more aware of being open to things and not creating blocks for myself mm-hmm. and as i said not being fearful of taking imperfect action right. that's my new favorite my favorite word my my buzzword of the of the month it just keeps going up my head imperfect action imperfect action imperfect action okay oh this isn't ready you know what no one else knows that it's not ready check it out you know, my making my website, I was like, yeah, but, um, my wife and imperfect action helped, but you're like, just, just put it out there. What are you afraid of? Who, who, who are you
0: afraid of? Our producer just messaged me and said, is it, is it breathwork or is it acid? <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and for those, you know, Dave showed you it's, it's, uh, it's a continuous breath. You lay on your back Uh, on the floor just for people that may not be clear for about how long is it about it's like the
1: the specific breathing for a a part itself is about 27 26 to 30 minutes and then the moments that we got that I guide you through are about 10 minutes so 40 then there's some maybe a reading and then you just sit the breath work really is the work to get you to the thing after the breath work which sitting with yourself and feelings. I mean, people feel their hands shake and buzzing in their bodies. And so, you know, it's, it is, (laughs) so I just turned 50 and my dream was to go to the jungle and do ayahuasca. But since finding breathwork, I think, well, and we couldn't go anywhere. Uh, I'm going to just take a breathwork trip to, you know Iceland with my guy because it's the same feeling. And I also just don't, not necessarily sure I want to leave my children with no father in case something goes wrong with ayahuasca or something. I know breathing, I'm going to stay safe.
0: Well, breathwork is very um, athletic. It's, oh, yeah. you know, people think it's going to be relaxing. It's actually, you use the same a, a similar metaphor that my breathing teacher in Los Angeles used, which is that you're coming to the top of the mountain. And it does feel like that. It feels like you're climbing and then it feels like you're coming mm-hmm. down.
1: I like that athletic meditation. I'm stealing that from you. <laughs> I stole a few things from your course already for next week's class. It's, I mean, oh,
0: you can steal from the one is now. The one is now is free and it is a, a service to to people. So it's
1: take guys, whatever you want. I just started with the one is now and I'm already in love. Like I'm not kidding. I it brought out already a conversations with my wife. Um, talking points. I haven't gotten into the children yet because. You know they're just more difficult, <laughs> but it's already brought on so many thoughts for me as well. So I I am super excited for that. Love it.
0: Oh well, I'm so glad that you're doing it. Well, there's a story. You knew the story, and the when is now. Uh,
1: do you want to tell that story? I'm so bad with stories. You should probably tell the story. Tell the story.
0: All right, I'll I'll tell the story, and then and then you can tell me. Uh, we had a sort of serendipitous serendipitous experience, which is that on day two of the one is now I, I write this story and uh, David said that he he knew the story or he, he'll share what. Um, but there's this old man who has this prized horse and uh, the horse escapes and the people in the village say to the man, oh, bad luck. You lost your horse. And he says, good luck, bad luck. Who can say? And then all of a sudden there's all this ruckus one night and the horse comes back and he's brought 10 wild horses and and the people from the village say oh my god look at you have all these horses now good luck and he says good luck bad luck who can say and the son is so excited to have the prized horse back that he takes him riding and because he's been cavorting out in the wild he bucks him and and the son breaks his leg and the people in the village say oh your son broke his leg you know bad luck and he says Good luck, bad luck, who can say? And then a war breaks out, and all the boys are taken to serve in the army. And this, the man's son, doesn't have to serve because he has a broken leg. And the people from the village say, you know, our sons have had to go to war, and your son gets to say, stay safe at home. Good luck. And he says, bad luck, good luck, who can say? Um, so you had recently been, and it's a story that I love because a good friend of mine will always say that I say this repetitive refrain, which is that life is long and you really never know how the story is going to play out until you see all the pieces come together. And so that story sort of epitomizes it to me that things that seem like they're going to be bad luck end up being good luck and things that seem like good luck aren't always good luck in the end. Um, so what was it that you liked about that
1: story? First of, first of all, I didn't want to step on your toes, but I feel like I should have played the part of the old man. Good luck, <laughs> bad luck, who can say? Right? It would have been. It's totally in my wheelhouse to play that role.
0: I know, we, we could have done a collaboration. I know.
1: Here. On Zoom, it's difficult, though, because you cut each other off. And mm-hmm. but, but good luck, bad luck, who can say? Uh, yeah. What do I love about that story? Mm-hmm. Everything about that story. Because, you know, it's, it's interesting. I see I have two children. One of them is more that story, and the other one has more ideas about what you know gets more disappointed things. And I feel like I live in the in that thing. Who knows what, what what is this going to take you to? Where you know Broadway's closed, so oh, you know, good luck, bad luck. Who can say? Well, okay, so I'm going to be teaching breathwork now, and Broadway's going to be good. I I just feel like if you live in the in each moment and you you know just such truth like you just you never know you don't know you have to trust that the universe has your back all these catchphrases of uh health coaches and such it connects with me that's that's my belief system so that's why i love it so much
0: i mean it sounds like i I mean i know i i don't know if you feel this way but i i feel like i have no effing idea of what's going to happen. And so it, it's sort of, I mean, I don't think we ever have a sense of control, but we think we do. We certainly Mm -hmm. thought we did a lot more before all of this happened, but, and for a lot of people, they don't like this lack of control. It makes them very panicky. For me, I've been finding a lot more access and things like breath work have helped me with that you know, just have sort of an open curiosity of like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but let's see. Yeah. Um, yeah. How has it been for you? Because, you know, you got this bad news today, or let, let's not call it bad news. Good luck, bad luck. Who can say you got this news today? Good that, um, you know, that you're probably not going to be on a stage for a little bit longer than you thought. And you have this other thing now, which is, exciting and, and you're giving people access to this experience of expansion and love. Um, I know even just from your first class that I had, uh, I've been living with my mother, uh, for the pandemic and not something that I did since before I met you at NYU. I mean, I hadn't lived at home since I was 17 and, um, I came out of your breath work and I had this realization that, um, that my mother and I shared one thing in common and we can be very different, but we shared this thing in common, which is that her mother was an, was older and in Sicily when she was born and my mother was sort of whisked away because she was exhausted. And I was kind of whisked away from my mother because she had a cesarean and had a reaction to the anesthesia. And in your class, I had this realization that the thing my mother and I shared in common is that neither one of us were held by our mothers for a long time after we were born. And that had me access. I came downstairs from breath work, and I said, "You know, Mom, we're gonna we're gonna cuddle." You know, which is we're not cuddly people, and um, uh, and it, it just gave me access to a level of love and compassion that I hadn't had before. And and those are the kind of things that you're giving people, which is such a gift. Uh, for my mother and I to be able to cross that bridge, and and I, I see it happening with you know, with 50 other faces on the, on the zoom screen. Yeah. I mean, I guess just how you're, how you're, uh, planning to exist in this time period. If there's a sort of curious, let's see, or if there is, uh, so
1: yeah, there's definitely a curious, let's see, first of all, it really does turn off your head and it does open your heart and you do want to go tell people you love them and and say you know what life is short so who cares whose fault it was I just want you to know that you know you mean something to me and, I, and it does sort of open that and and I feel like I'm finding more people in that space and community in my life because I'm opening that
0: well I think that's great and I know we're going to see you on a stage again uh, I'm holding out hope for that but in the meantime where can people find you
1: my goodness. They can find me at two thirty. No, that's my address. I don't want to say that. <laughs> uh, you can find me. There's two things. You can find me at broadwaybreathwork.com and that's where you can sign up for things. Join my mailing list. So you can find out, I don't bombard. I'm not a bombarder. I just tell you when the class is maybe twice, maybe, maybe I'm starting to do more. My wife is like, you have to start bombard. No, <laughs> uh, you can. Oh, let me also mention, you don't have to wait to see me on Broadway to sing. I sing at every class. I sing one or two songs every class.
0: You do. It's
1: true. I think sometimes great. the second song takes people. I don't like it, but the, the, the fans are clamoring for it. I'm like, just be with you. Oh, okay, I'll sing Bring Him Home. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at David S. Josephsburg, The S for sassy. Just made that up. Uh, and then if, you, if you're young and you want to find... I haven't done TikTok in a while, but I had... I was doing a lot of TikToks for a while with my son and singing and such.
0: You can find me on TikTok. <laughs> That's fantastic. We will look for you. And and hopefully if you're out there, you will breathe with us and breathe with David.
1: Oh yeah. And if 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 you don't breathe with me, just make sure you just keep breathing yourself, okay? <laughs> breathing is important. <laughs> the One Is Now is co-hosted by
0: Michelle Fiordaliso and Zora Alunga Reed. It's produced in Los Angeles, California by Jack Sager. For more information on the free 21-day coaching program or for complete show notes, visit thewhenisnow.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, the when is now.